Hello, I'm Dave. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 8 of The List Makers, where today's topic is Top 5 Villains. The List Makers is a monthly mini-podcast from the Doctor Who show. We take a top 5 topic, we create some lists, because fandom, we love to create lists, don't we, Rob? <laughs> Always. <laughs> Since fandom was created, we've made lists. <laughs> That's right. We're going to have some fun, we'll make our list without interruption, and then compare and discuss our topics. Yes. This is our eighth episode. We are back with the topic Top 5 Villains. Last episode, we had a lot of snaps, more than we've ever had before. Mm -hmm. Will that be the case again? Rob, what are you betting? Well, I know that I'm throwing in some cheats here, so I'm not sure we'll have that many snaps. Interesting. That's all I'm prepared to say. Okay, well, I've, I've got what could be considered a cheat on here, but... Otherwise, I think it's conventional. Okay. We'll find out. It is now time to make our lists. It is my turn to go first. Mm. On my list of top five villains. In number five, look, I had to have a Hartnell historical villain in there because those are some of my favourite stories. And I've gone with Tatoxel from the Aztecs. This guy is not a comic book villain. He's not a sci-fi villain. He's not trying to take over the universe because he wants to take over the universe. This is a guy who sacrifices humans mm. because that's his day job and he <laughs> loves it. You know, he's a genuinely unpleasant guy. He's a butcher. Uh, he's so well performed, just so well performed, wonderful Shakespearean style script. Yeah. And you know what? He's a villain who actually wins. Yeah. Because although the Doctor and his companions get away at the end, it's Tatoxel who wins the day. He he sacrifices the perfect victim. He's got complete control over that empire right there and then. He, he's, he's banished Ortlock out into the wilderness. This guy's won. Yeah. And it's not, a, not many Doctor Who villains that can say that. So he's my number five. True, yeah. Number four, I like a charming, well-written, well-acted villain. Uh, and look... I do like a crazy villain, whatever I just said just a moment ago. And so number four, I have City of Death's Scaroth. Nice. Look, so well portrayed, so well written. A, a, a villain who is as comfortable destroying the world as he is ordering a nice French meal <laughs> from his butler. Um, you yes. know, witty, clever, debonair, but ruthless, clever. Yeah. He, he, he actually... Again, almost outwits the Doctor. If it wasn't for Duggan there giving him a good thump at the end, you know, the, doc the Doctor can't reason with him. The Doctor wasn't able to stop him. He, yeah. he almost did it. And it's just because Duggan was there to give him a good slap and good punch that uh, he almost got his way. Plus, of course, Scarroth is not just uh, the Count Scarlione, but he's also Captain Tancredi, which is another spin on the character. It's just so much good stuff going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Number three, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm going to have both of Kevin Stoney's characters, <laughs> Tobias Vaughan from The Invasion and Magic Mavic Chen from The Dalek Invasion of Earth. I couldn't split these two, so I want to have them both on the list. Very, very much in both cases because of Kevin Stoney's performance. Vaughan, classic crazy guy, but so calm, except for the moments when he absolutely loses him. That that contrast before the, Packer, don't worry, we're okay. <laughs> and then just the, when he realises the Doctor has outwitted him, find him, Packer, find him! Like, the complete <laughs> contrast is wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Then he goes to pieces. And, and Mavic Chan, just watching a guy genuinely want to take over the universe, mm. think he can out, outwit the Daleks, goes slowly crazy and crazy over the whole thing. Two wonderful villains there. Mm. My number two Doctor Who villain, Rob, 
Yes. I've gone for Jonathan Powell, head of the drama and series and <laughs> head of drama series and serials at the BBC Television. <laughs> because if ever there was a threat to the Doctor, it is surely got to be Jonathan Powell. Yes. Now Michael Grade had his part in cancelling Who, but. You know what? This is a guy who was making some pretty reasonable assessments about where the show was at the time, and you can't really blame him. But Jonathan Powell wanted to get Doctor Who off the air because he just hated Doctor Who, and in particular, he personally hated John Nathan Turner. He has said on the record in an interview he knew he would be quoted about John Nathan Turner, honestly, I just wanted him to f*** off or die, really. You know, that, that to me are the words of a genuine villain. He almost axed Doctor Who completely. He would have if he could have. Um, this guy is evil. This guy is a enemy of the Doctor. He is number two on my list. Okay. Not a snap I'm predicting, but we'll see. <laughs> no. no. I'm giving it away. Uh, <laughs> number one, I am going for a villain who is extremely powerful, but so well performed, and that is Sutek the Destroyer. Yeah. Where he treads, he leaves nothing but dust and darkness. That is his good. That performance, that voice from Gabriel Wolf, the iconography of the costume as well, that wonderful sort of blending of the alien and the Egyptian. Mm. I, I, I love so much in the design work. Then he's got the scary, horrible sort of head. Now, there's the one that they have for a few seconds at the start of part one, the, the Doctor and Sarah C, which is terrifying. Then there's the slightly toned down version at the end of part four. But that... That first one with the sort of leering smile on the twisted horse face, that's Mm. terrifying. But this is a guy who not only wants to destroy the universe, but could. Yes. And that is very, very scary. He actually gets moments of power and authority over the Doctor. The abase yourself, you groveling insect speech is one many fans could quote. And the, the, the sheer terror with which Tom Baker plays those moments where he he's he's done, he's beaten, he's in the control of Sutek. And in the end, you can only outwit him in the last possible moments. There's a moment where it looks like Sutek's going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, that scene where they travel through to a parallel Earth and see the Earth that Sutek would leave is a very powerful moment, but just so well performed. Great villain from a classic era. That is my list. Rob, what did you make of that? Oh, no snaps. No snaps. Last week was an aberration. Okay. <laughs> no snaps at all. And up front, I want to say I've done something you've clearly done. Uh, I made a list without Daleks or Cybermen because I didn't see them as villains. Yes, I think they're monsters. Yes, exactly. So I'm glad we've both gone down that path because it takes away two of your five picks if, you, if you're throwing in Daleks and Cybermen. It, it, it does, and I also left another obvious choice off there for a similar reason, but we'll discuss that because I'll see if you brought it up. Mm. But I still have one trick up my sleeve, and we'll get to that at number one. <laughs> well, time for you to make your list. Yes, at number five, I'm throwing in the Dream Lord from Amy's Choice. Nice. This guy is just ruthless. He just knows all the buttons to press, obviously, you know, and just shreds through the characters, including the the Doctor. And I think if he came back, if he was to come back in another story, would he be pressing on the same insecurities for the Doctor or were those specific to the 11th Doctor? I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, the Dream Lord could look completely different, be pressing on different insecurities... There's replayability with this character, I think. Uh, I'm not saying we're going to get it, but I find him very interesting. Mm, I like that, yes. In at number four, 
Shara's Jack. Oh. This leather-clad, yes. once comely, um, <laughs> perverted Phantom of the Opera type. I mean, my God, what a great character. You know, he's, he's certainly a one-off sort of uh, villain. He's not going to be making a comeback. But, wow. You know, just wow. Love him. Just great. Uh, number three, the Celestial Toymaker. Ooh, I, I Yeah, I, I love these fantasy characters that sort of sit outside time and are eternal and, and have powers and, and they're just bored. I guess they're like, speaking of Eternals, they're, they're like the Eternals in, in Enlightenment in some ways. And in more recent uh, Doctor Who adventures, we've had uh, similar too. I'm trying to think of that episode where they played a cartoon in the middle of it to explain how these Eternals, one took over one planet, one took over the other. Can you think of the story I'm remembering? It's a Jody story. It's not Can You Hear Me? It's... No... Oh, oh, look, it doesn't matter. Um, but it's the one with the thumbs, dude. Yes, exactly. Uh, but just the concept of eternal-type characters I really like, and, and this guy in his robes playing these games, I think it's just great. Uh, in at number two, The Great Intelligence, something just amorphous that can take over dead bodies or control things. That's like a world of possibilities. I'm surprised it hasn't been used more in Doctor Who, to be honest. I, I was so pleased when it came back in the Smith era. But I think you could do more with it because it, it can do so much. Maybe that's what flummoxes writers. They think, oh, what can I do? <laughs> it's anything, really. And I don't know whether that confuses people as to how you use it. I don't know. And in at number one, this is my cheat. I'm just calling this Other Time Lords. So <laughs> throw in the Master, the Rani, the Monk. Omega, the Valyard, you know, any, anyone you can think of. Because to me, I've, I've spoken about this before. I don't know which episode it was. It's the whole James Bond 006, 007 thing. When, when a 00 agent is up against another 00 agent, I think that's very effective. And when the Doctor's up against one of his own people, I think it's not always portrayed so well in the scripts, but I think it can be ratcheted up that they're playing at a much higher level perhaps than some doctor villain confrontations and I, and I love it when that sort of thing happens so for me it's other time lords well that's a cheat we will have to explore because <laughs> i can see what you did there that's look I, I i get it i totally get it um let me say straight out it's, obviously it's interesting we had no snaps but that shows the good variety we had to pick from and we've both got some really good picks there I elected not to have the master on the list, although he's an obvious pick, because partly I just thought it was unfair, partly because, you know, are you picking the master from Mind of Evil and Deadly Assassin and Survival, or are you picking the master from Time Flight and Mark of the Rani? You know, mm. it's it, he's such a varied villain, and his best he's so good, but at his weakest he can be kind of embarrassing um, and badly used, and, and, you know, the modern series has had great master stories and it's also had him bouncing around with cartoon lightning yeah i i guess i think of these things conceptually like when i spoke mm. of the, the great intelligence conceptually i think it's a great a great thing you know even if it might not have always been used well in what was it the snowman for matt smith i don't think that's a great episode but i think it's it's a concept that I like very much. And the master is a concept I like very much. And the Rani is a concept I like very much. And I'm so surprised they've never really brought the Rani back. It's always the rumor. Oh, this season it's going to be the Rani. 
well, why not? You know, I, I think it's a no-brainer. We, we, inv- you know, people say, oh, we've, we've made the master a woman. Isn't that great? We've got this strong woman character. Yeah, but we always had a strong woman female Time Lord character. We invented it 30, 35 years ago. You know, I'm, I'm surprised it's never been picked up on. Can I confess something, Rob? Sure. I'm not really a fan of the Rani. Really? Yeah. Um, so, look, to take those couple of points, why haven't they brought her back? I, I, I agree the premise works really well. The idea of a villain who is amoral rather than immoral is a really interesting idea and one that suits New Who very well. I'm going to pick that up in a moment mm. as well. But she is so, so much linked to Kate O'Mara. I think it would be very hard to do separately. In the same way, way that, look, I know that Big Finish has recast the, the meddling monk, but to me, the meddling monk is Peter Butterworth. Mm. And, and, and I can't separate them. So I don't I don't really want them to come back in that sense. But I like the concept of the, the Rani, but I just don't think Kanemara plays in a way that appeals to me. And, and it's the same thing that Michelle Gomez's portrayal of Missy doesn't work for me. It's just a little bit too camp, a little bit too arch. And, and look, Kate O'Mara has got two very weak stories, in my view, to, to, to showcase her talent. So maybe I'm not being fair, but um, she wouldn't be there. But one Time Lord that almost made my list, along with his colleague, is the War Chief. Oh, good call. I almost had him and the Warlord, uh, two great actors and two great performances that uh, could have been on my list very, very easily. I mentioned there a moment ago how I thought the Rani would work very well as a modern villain. And, and that's mm-hmm. because when I went through the list again, I, I tried not to be too classic-centric and ended up being entirely classic-centric <laughs> because I couldn't knock any of these people out and I couldn't find a villain in the new series that really worked. And, and, I, and I think it's because the new series doesn't do villains in quite the same way. The idea of the crazy madman who wants to take over the world isn't really what new doctor who does new doctor who doesn't really do people who are bad for the sake of being bad they're they're bad because you know circumstance worked against them and they're bad because something happened or they had a loss or whatever and you know that is a more mature and more modern way of writing and i i get that but sometimes i just want sutek the destroyer Mm. Do you think episode length plays into this as well? We can't sort of flesh them out very well in 45 minutes? Oh, look, it, it has to, because again, you think about the great Sutek scenes, and they're ones that are really quite long and quite dragged out. I mean, there's half an episode that's basically just Sutek and the Fourth Doctor talking at each other whilst Sutek casually tortures him. Mm. You know, that, that would be, let, let's say that scene's, or that interaction is 10 minutes. That's a quarter of an episode in, in, in Modern Who. And so you don't really have the space to do that. No. Um, you, you don't have the, the room to let uh, Julian Glover just sort of swank around the set and be wonderful <laughs> and charming you know, for a bit. Um, it's not quite as easy, except for when you have more confined stories like Amy's Choice, where there isn't a lot of plot per se to get through. So yeah. you, you do get the Dream Lord, as you rightfully picked, it's a great pick, you do get the Dream Lord just being bad and and actually engaging and and you see some character there oh massively you know i i did find it like you hard to pick stuff from new who but when i hit on him i Mm. thought yeah i can't not have him that's that's a really interesting character yeah no i'm 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 really glad you did uh and 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 listeners please if you think we've missed some really obvious picks 
uh, from the new series, please do let us know. We would love to have that feedback. Dave, you got excited when I brought up the the leather clad pervert uh, Shara's Jack. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what made you excited there? Ah, uh, look, he's just so horrible. Yeah, he's just so horrible. He's he's irredeemably horrible. But another one that's so well acted. I mean, how, how many of these picks basically, uh, whether it's Shara's Jack, the Dream Lord, the Toy Maker, Scaroth. <laughs> Mavic Chen, Tobias Vaughan, Sutek, Tox, like, like almost all of our picks are actually, I think, about the actor or actress involved. You're quite right, actually. Yes. And the gentleman who played shows Jet Gabriel something. Oh, he was a dancer. He was a dancer. He was a um, dancer. <laughs> I can't think of his Christopher name. G- Christopher, Christopher Gable. Gable. That's yeah, it. We got, we got. See, we're really doing this live to air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Christopher Gable. Yeah, I mean, he he gives a wonderful performance, but. I like the way that he is willing to harm the fifth doctor and actually kind of pushes past the, the usual charm. The, the, the Davison doctor does all the sort of the charm and the wit and the um, self-effacingness. And he's just, you're a prattling idiot. Would you just bugger off? Yeah. I'm busy trying to molest your companion. Yeah. Um, you know, it's horrible, but he's so more sincere and so more wicked and you're so more engaged by him because he's he's doing bad things and being a bad person and is he redeemable? Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. Now, Rob, we both excluded the Daleks because they're a monster and not a villain. I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. We could have had Davros, or is he a monster too? I just lump him in with the Daleks. Yeah, to be honest, uh, because he he's he, well, he doesn't appear without them. No, that is true. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, look, I, I will acknowledge there are some very good actors who played Davros, and he is a villain that could have been on our list. Hmm. Um, but yeah, look, some some great some great baddies on there. Some great yeah. baddies on there. Yeah, when when you when you well, like I did, when you go through the list of all the stories, and you think back over some of them, I mean, I I admit I tried to find some some one offs and and things just to spice things up a bit, but gosh, it was still hard to narrow it down. Yeah, we could easily have done a much longer list. And look, again, no snaps says all you need to know, really. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> well, we are coming up to our time limit, so it is time to once again pull out a topic. Gosh, again. Here we again. Are. Here we are. Don't forget, you can always send topics in to the Hat of Rassilon. Our next topic, Rob, top five. Yes. yes. Classic. Yes. Writers. Oh, oh my God. Oh, <laughs> Now, if we don't have some snaps, I'll be surprised on that one. But I think there'll be some out-of-the-box picks as well. Yeah, I can I can think of the snaps already, but I can... Oh, there's so many good ones to choose from as well. Oh, That'll be tough. tough. That'll yeah. be tough. But it will be fun. <laughs> Listeners, as always, send us your thoughts. Send us your topics. Give us your feedback. Mm. Engage with engage with us on, on Twitter and social media. We love to hear your views. Um, because, look, we're just two fans having fun and making lists. And yeah. we hope you enjoy making lists with us. Absolutely. But until next time when we talk about top five classic writers, I've been Dave. And I've been Rob. And we'll make some more lists then. Bye. Bye. Bye.